God. Paul believed that God had called him personal as apostle. Now, the Lord hasn't called any of us to be apostles. He's called us in different areas of our life to do what the Lord would have us to do. But specifically, he said that he was to be an apostle. Now, when we talk about the personal will of God, there are three categories I want us to think about in God's personal will for our life. We said, first of all, there is the major category of God's moral will for all of us. Secondly, there is his personal will. But his personal will is related to each individual. Listen, God's design for your life, his purpose, his plan for your life. Under his personal will, there are three categories I want you to jot down. Three categories under his personal will. The first of all is his intentional will. What do we mean by his intentional will? Simply this. What is it that God had in mind for you when you were born? What is it that he had in mind? That is, surely, God certainly had a plan for your life and a purpose for your life. So therefore, because he had a plan for your life, he had chosen what spiritual gifts, what abilities, what talents, your personality. God knew all about that and planned that. He, of course, allowed situations and circumstances to affect us in our life in such a way that would develop us and that would equip us and prepare us for what he wants us to do, every single one of us. What is his intentional will? What did he have in mind when he created you? What did he have in mind as far as your vocation, how your life would impact other people's lives and the kind of vocation you would have and where you would be schooled and who you would marry and your family and all of these things? You say, well, is God interested in that? He's interested in every single aspect of it because you see, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake. He sent the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us so that you and I would always have his presence to do what? To enable us to become and to achieve and to listen and to do whatever he calls us to do. He is personally interested in your life. Listen to this. God will never require of us or, or call upon us to do anything that he himself will not do in us and through us. That is his personal commitment to us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I can't ever give him an excuse for not doing his will. Somebody says, well, God's called me to do something I can't do. No, he did not. He may call you to do something that you're afraid to do, that you are scared to death, that you feel like you just absolutely make a failure, embarrass yourself, or embarrass someone else. But you know what? He will never require of us to do anything that, listen, that we cannot do, that he will not do through us because, listen, he's always looking out for our best. His intentional will for you and me, ultimately, he says, is to be conformed to his likeness. He says he predestined you and me to be conformed to the likeness of his son. He predestined us to bring him glory and honor and praise. God has a personal will for every single one of us, and it is our responsibility to find out what that will is, to get in his will. I'm amazed at the people who go to college, get ready to graduate. What are you going to do? I don't know. What did you major in? Well, I just had to choose something. Did you ask God about it? No. Well, you mean you started four years of college and spent all that money, 20, 40, 50, 60, $100,000, sometimes a lot more than that, and you never asked God? Well, I never thought about it. Well, well, what does God have to do with my vocation? Let me tell you something. Here's what he has to do with it. He created you for a specific purpose. He has designed you to accomplish and to achieve and to do certain things through you. Don't try to figure it out. Let him do that. But the very idea that you would educate yourself and never seek God, marry somebody else, somebody else and never ask God about it, these major decisions in your life and totally ignore the person who created you with a specific design in mind. The will of God is one of the most important facets of a person's life. You're listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. His message continues tomorrow. 
God has a plan for you and will guide you as you invest time getting to know Him. To listen again, look for the link to Today on Radio at intouch.org. And that's where you'll find more information on finding the will of God. Stop by today. If you'd like to have a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, you can order it from our online bookstore. The title is, God Has a Plan for You. Or order the teaching set, The Will of God. Our web address again is intouch.org. Or call one 800 in touch. If you prefer, you can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia 30357. The eighth chapter of John records Jesus saying, You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Today's moment with Charles Stanley encourages you to live in that freedom. It's just ahead. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God, but how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org daily. Are you living a life of preferences or one that's based on God's Word? To enjoy a strong life, one that makes an eternal impact, we have to break free from the factors that make us weak. In Dr. Charles Stanley's book, Standing Strong, believers will find encouragement to construct a life based on the strength of enduring faith built on uncompromised biblical convictions. To order your copy of Standing Strong, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. You're listening to In Touch. Jesus' death and resurrection removed the penalty for sin and broke its power. With a reassuring reminder, here's a moment with Charles Stanley. When Jesus came into this world, he came into this world for the purpose of dying on the cross. When he died on the cross, the shedding of his blood was God's payment for all of our sins so that what happened at the cross is he paid our sin debt in full. That is, he made it possible for you and me to live without the penalty of sin and to live, listen, above the power of sin in our life. So that when a person receives Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, there is no more condemnation, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Because you see, we have the gift of eternal life. Now, when you and I recognize we have the gift of eternal life, we begin to live out our life, sin is still all around us. And then we have to make a decision whether we want to live in sin or live outside of it. It doesn't mean that you'll never sin, but committing a sin here and there and we confess it and God forgives us, that's one thing. Living a lifestyle of disobedience, living a lifestyle of sin is living a lifestyle of slavery. And Jesus said, I've come to set you free. That is free from the power of sin in your life. Because when you receive him as your personal savior, the Holy Spirit comes into your life to enable us to identify sin, enable us to love the Lord God, and enable us to say no to those things that tempt us and try us. You say, well, how does that work in my life? Well, remember this, you and I cannot live a sinless life. That's not going to happen because we have something within us, that old propensity to sin, it's still there. But we don't have to yield to it, and we don't have to become a slave or remain a slave to sin. Once we believe that Jesus Christ 
has saved us from our sin. Then we claim his victory. We ask the Lord to forgive us, to cleanse us, and to claim that victory. And the claiming of that victory, listen, is intermingled with the Word of God. Because as you and I read the Scriptures, what happens? We're continually reminded that Jesus came to set us free. We're continually reminded of His power within our life. When we surrender our life to Him, listen, when we surrender our life to Him, He assumes the responsibility for enabling us to live a life of obedience and righteousness. It is knowing the truth. What truth? It is knowing this truth of who Jesus is, of what he did at the cross, and what he's made available to us. Knowing that truth and choosing, choosing to walk in obedience to the will of God will set you free from the power of sin in your life. You can learn more about the freedom Jesus offers you at intouch.org. And if you are encouraged and equipped today to boldly live out your faith in Christ, we'd like to know. Tomorrow on In Touch, God does have a plan for you. But what happens if you resist His direction? Tuesday, we'll hear about the consequences of ignoring the will of God on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Faster than anyone could have imagined, artificial intelligence leapt from the fantasies of sci-fi stories to become an intrinsic part of our everyday lives. The chess-playing programs of years ago now pale in comparison to the algorithms that track our every move, purchase, and click. The rapid pace of this revolution has left us wondering how we can sift the baby from the bathwater of our new situation. Just what are we to make of artificial intelligence? To aid us in understanding, we've invited Brian Johnson, an expert in cybersecurity and technology, and Abdu Murray, a seasoned cultural and religious commentator, to take part in our latest Breakpoint Forum, The Perils and Promise of Artificial Intelligence, on Tuesday, February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Drawing on their extensive study, they'll share insights on the dangers and opportunities flowing from these groundbreaking advances. This forum will address questions like, where does AI appear that most people don't notice? How close are we to human-level AI? Is AI morally neutral or even amoral? What is the biggest danger posed by AI? And what are some guidelines for keeping kids safe from AI? And more. Breakpoint forums offer the opportunity for attendees to participate in a live Q&A with the panelists. Come with your questions about artificial intelligence. To register, visit breakpoint.org forum. That's breakpoint.org forum. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Well, years from now, by God's grace, the world may look back with horror on this abortion holocaust that's engulfed our nation and much of the Western world for so long. And when the world does, people will discuss the movements that help make this injustice unthinkable for civilized people. Part of this conversation will be how the movement recruited champions, especially younger people, and equipped them to defend the pre-born. One of the names that will be mentioned will be Scott Klusendorf, the president of Life Training Institute. With tireless effort over decades now, Scott has been among the most articulate casemakers for the dignity and sanctity of life. He's made the case to thousands and thousands, 
Even more, he's helped others make the case and learn how to do it in conversation with friends and family and neighbors and strangers. In response to these disappointing revelations about the American public over the last few years, Scott Klusendorf has released now a comprehensively revised and expanded edition of The Case for Life. The second edition features eight new chapters and a thorough revision of ten other chapters. In this expanded version, Scott Klusendorf masterfully informs and equips us to respond to the latest pro-abortion arguments. Often, so-called experts get away with repeating misinformation and falsely representing what's true. But Klusendorf takes the strongest pro-abortion thinkers out there and the strongest pro-abortion arguments head-on. For instance, the young law lecturer at Oxford who claims that while the pre-born are human, they're not really persons. Klusendorf points out that these distinctions based on consciousness or sentience are arbitrary and open to abuse. He also clarifies five key objectives of every effective pro-life advocate, which make up the five big sections of the book. This month, secure a copy of the new and updated revised Case for Life through a donation of any amount to the Colson Center. Just go to colsoncenter.org slash caseforlife. That's colsoncenter.org slash caseforlife. We need to equip ourselves as if lives depend on it, because they actually do. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Jared Hayden. And for more resources that live like a Christian today, go to breakpoint.org. One of the greatest gifts in life is the gift of love. Even still, you can sometimes struggle with the thought of whether anyone truly loves you. If you have, Billy Graham has some good news. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, Jeremiah says. God loves you like no one else ever could, and He wants to have a relationship with you. Whoever you are, whatever your background, whatever you've done, God loves you. The scripture says God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that includes you, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you want to experience the real love that comes only through a relationship with God's Son, Jesus Christ, we can tell you more on our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.